Please listen carefully. Welcome back to the Focus Target Podcast. This is your host, Smiley, with me as always, Van and Shy. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, sir. Sorry, my face is... My face is really white. Everything's really white. There's kind of a glare. There's not much I can do about it. There's a window right in front of me that doesn't have any blinds. So uh, it'll probably go down as it gets a little bit darker throughout the episode. But um, yeah, it is what it is today. So sorry, I look like a like some kind of weird zombie. Like I'm in Michael, Michael you Jackson. Look like Senator video. Palpatine. Put a, 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 oh, a, <laughs> you don't want me to do my Senator Palpatine. Right <laughs> uh, I'd love to do that impression for you. Um, I'll see if I can set that up at some point. Okay, today um, on the Focus Target Podcast, Episode 90, Season 3, we are going to talk about free will. Um, we don't perhaps have a choice about it. Either it'll happen or it won't. And uh, whether or not this is our choice or the destiny of this podcast, is it up to us? we will, we will get into that. Um, but before we do, as always, we like to talk about our question of the day. Um, and today's question of the day, you know, we haven't, we've talked a lot about various things on this podcast. Obviously we started as a video game podcast. We've talked about movies. We've talked about TV shows a little bit. We've talked about, um, video games and sports and, and all sorts of stuff, philosophy. Um, we haven't really talked about music a whole lot. In fact, it's something that I feel like we haven't talked about even as friends that much. Like I, I know some of the stuff you guys listen to, but like, I don't even really know that much about your musical interests. So we may have to do like a more fleshed out musical themed podcast um, as we go at some point in the future. But I thought today for a question of the day, we could do just kind of a high level, you know, what is your favorite band or musical artist or, or whatever? Um, you know, we talked about last time a little bit um, shy getting into the, um, the musical instrument that now I can't remember what cello, cello. cellist. Yes. Uh, and so, you know, kind of got us thinking about bands and music and stuff like that. So let's start with our, with our little cellist up here. Uh, that's Mr. Shy. Shy, favorite band or musical, musical artist. I think favorites very hard. I love music, it is. but I'm it's just picking, I'm picking, hard, one. Hard I'm picking one. I think you're right. I think we need to do a podcast on this someday. Like just really dig into what we like. Um, so the one that came to mind is, I don't know. Do either of you guys use Spotify? or our Spotify yeah. users. So I've been yeah. a premium subscriber for a long time. <laughs> probably, I mean, for almost as long as they probably have offered it. I love Spotify. And so what they do, one thing they've done recently over the last few years is at the end of the year, they do the spotlight of like your most played song for the year, your most played artist, like your five oh, most nice. played artists, your five most played albums. Like, and it's like, so it runs through all this it stuff. It tells you who your yeah, favorite is. Yeah. <laughs> well, and every once in a while, I don't think it was tied to that, but every once in a while it will get, and I don't know, Van, if you've had this happen with bands, but I remember, I don't think it was tied to that, but once I got a notification that a certain band, I was in the top 5% of the listeners on Spotify for that band. The band was Sum 41. Um, so what's odd about Sum 41 is I liked them in high school, but I liked like three songs of theirs. I was never like a whole, I was never really a big fan of like whole albums as like a teenager. Like I liked singles off of albums and like I loved punk rock, but I liked with Sum 41, I liked the Hell song. I liked Still Awaiting, like certain ones of their songs were really upbeat um, and I'd make playlists with that and Blink-182, whatever. But when I got out of high school, like, I don't know if, if any of you guys have ever followed Sum 41 or followed them post their pop punk days. They started releasing kind of more like punk, like harder rock punk albums. And one of, one of the ones that I listen to a ton is an album called Screaming Bloody Murder. And it's just, it's just such an interesting album. I think, first of all, I think it's really well done. It's just really good, like fusion of like punk like speed with like rock elements so like kind of like heavy riffs but like at a fast pace and so i think it's really um a good listen but also it involves i don't know the background never looked into the story of the album a lot lot of times these albums bands have like reasons they write something but the album and coming from me i I think this very interesting thing It, it deals with i think a lot of like disenchantment of the band with religion and so for instance there's like a song on the album called like holy image of lies and the whole album the whole song is about i think the cross and how it's basically a lie and the album's just very interesting to listen to from i like from my perspective to listen to someone who has like felt like they've been lied to by the church or lied to by religion or let down by you know religious messages and so i don't know like that's just an album i like to go back to and listen to and just kind of get a different perspective from the perspective that i i have and just kind of listen to what how other people feel like about the things that i think about but from the other side 
So would highly recommend it. It's not maybe an easy album to listen to, but like I said, it definitely rocks out, and uh, I think it's well done. No, that, I mean that's a good answer. That's, I, not, I never would have guessed uh, that, that if you if you give me a hundred guesses, I don't know that I'd have gotten into some forty-one. So, uh, so that's good to know. What about you? Would you have even thought about some forty-one? I probably wouldn't. I probably haven't <laughs> since right, so then, for a long time. So then, do you really have any free will if you can't even think of some forty-one, <laughs> given a million times to try? Nice. You know. Anyway, um, I'll just take it next, and I'll explain that in a second. <laughs> it'll make more it makes more sense than you think um but i'll explain in a second um <laughs> i can see shylock because he knows where i'm going with this uh that's awesome though i i haven't listened to some 41 since since high school so i just looked at it i just looked that up right now and added it to my spotify 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 okay. playlist and um we should rival that we should do a hip-hop music thing and we'll call it spotify <laughs> with all of our music production and distribution experience we'll start our own streaming platform (laughs) dude if kanye can do it come on there you go (laughs) with all the minimal resources he has but i would (laughs) i would have thought to go back to some 41 i mean i just looked at the album the album you're talking about is 2011 um anyway uh mine uh my favorite artist band albums whatever you would want to call it is the band called tool it's a it's a very well known band and not many people listen to it but it's and and, okay so i don't know how to explain this a lot of people know about it more people know about it who listen to it the ones who listen to it are extremely passionate about it so it's almost like a cult following Um, as matches my experience yes yeah people who love tool love tool like love tool and i'm yeah. one of those persons who like loves tool so just the the musicality behind their songs their riffs like i always i i feel like i can tell a good band by a song that doesn't need to fill in every single moment with lyrics and like a lot of people lean on lyrics for their catchiness their you know um to remember the song by and all that stuff and and I think of bands like Metallica and, and Tool and all these other bands that have like long intermissions, right? Um, Led Zeppelin, things like that, where it's not all about singing all the time and you can actually just enjoy the music and the guitars and the drumming and all that stuff. And, and that really um, sings to me as a as a drummer and guitarist and everything like that. I, I just like to listen to the music sometimes. Like you don't have to sing just to fill in the gaps and make a good song. And Tool does this all the time. like their last album they got you know plenty of 11 12 15 minute songs and there's probably two minutes of vocals and you know the rest is like just all music and of course it varies by song but just the things that they are able to do musically is just amazing to me Hmm. they're they're changing beats in the middle of songs right so like most 99 percent of the songs that are out there right now are four four Right, so four bar, four measures. And and that's what we normally do. You know, one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, three, three, four, four. They'll throw in like seven eighths, 14 fifteenths. They'll do like all this crazy stuff, but but keep it to a point where like when you come back to the riff again, it all made sense and felt right. Even though it was like offbeat at the time and uncomfortable to hear this one snapshot. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Like you could tell how passionate i'm about this i'm one of those persons who loves tool but no just musically the riffs are are amazing they're genius their their latest album really is their swan song uh it was like a decade between albums and they just put this album out and it is like everything that i expected tool to to be and i don't know how they top it to be honest the most recent album is just absolutely incredible hmm. all right well again yeah. like, not not a band i would have expected not not a guess i would have made given a hundred um you know so do you really have free will yeah nice was that your tie-in or are we coming back to that tie-in later no we'll come back later all right um i don't even know your message and i'm already ready to argue against it so this will be a good good podcast you're destined to Um, argue with this van forever i'm not gonna go nearly as deep as either you guys did um i think the for me it was hard because i mean i've always my go-to answer for my favorite band has always been say anything 
Um, mm. And I do enjoy their music quite a bit. Um, but I, I feel like I've kind of drifted away from them a little bit. They were very important in my life for a while that like, you know, their albums got me through some hard times. Um, and so now I'm trying to think, you know, like what, like, I don't really have a good answer. Like I, I feel like there's been phases of my life where I've had different favorite bands um, and they've kind of changed over time. I would say in high school, third eye blind was probably mm. the band that I would, 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 define as my favorite and is still uh you know in the top 10 for me um i think in college and a little bit you know into college and into my you know like the file fancy 11 heyday if you will um you know it was all about saying anything and now I, I feel like i've gotten a lot more into into classic rock of late i would say my favorite band of the moment is probably steely dan mm-hmm. um steely dan is freaking amazing and um just all their songs are just just phenomenal so so yeah i don't i i think we definitely it'd be interesting to have a deeper podcast about this and, and go a little bit deeper into that i think i could go a little bit broader but uh yeah i don't i don't really have a good answer so can i suggest a lightning round really quick follow up for the sure. question of the day really quick uh name a band you feel like would be the other like each other podcast members favorite band and i'll i'll start to get us oh. going no, I need to think about it. Oh, really? That. I know, no, it's got to be off the top of your head. Off the top of your head. All right, yeah, yeah, all right. And I've had time to think about it, so it's not fair. But Van, uh, oh, what's the baby metal? Smiley, My Chemical yeah, Romance. That's easy one. Ooh. MCR, I, I, I see it. Uh, I, see I, it. I, I love MCR. I've, I've listened to it quite Yeah, I don't think it's super far off. We've talked about it, so, really yeah. yeah. I'm going right. to go Blink-182 Shy, probably because you mentioned it, so it's fresh in my head. And then Smiley, I'm going Biggie Smalls. Oh yeah, notorious. Uh-huh. Notorious. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh I love love Biggie. Um you know, I was uh, you know, when it comes to rappers, it's hard too. It's hard to like, you know, I got my Mount <laughs> oh, Rushmore dude, rappers. How do you go, do you go between stuff? Yeah, rapper. Oh my god. You know, Biggie, we do we do we do a whole we you got Busta Rhymes. You got, oh, shoot. Love Busta Rhymes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, for for Van, I would have said you know, it must be it's probably the it's I I probably would have said like Dre. Like Dr. Drape, just mm. probably because of the, the Los Angeles connection, you know, like. First album I ever bought in my entire life. My dad made me take it back a week later. Which one? The Chronic? The original <laughs> Chronic? Chronic album. Yep. The, the first Chronic? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. It was. Rolling in my sticks. Let's do it for a week. <laughs> and for Shy, I don't, I don't know what I feel like Shy listens to. I, I you know, like Switchfoot maybe. Uh, <laughs> There was a day. There was a day when I liked Switchfoot. Yeah. Yellow card. Nothing, nothing wrong with Switchfoot. Yeah. No, like, they're, they're they're right. Their early stuff was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, listen that that one song that they were really, uh, meant to live. I think that song still jams that was, that even to right. this day. Like yeah. that song. That song's good. All right. MXPX. Yeah. So obviously, you know, they're all right. Yeah, that's some good songs. It looks like an MXPX though. Shy. MXPX was. Oh, shy, that's yeah. more punk. I don't know. I like. I definitely lean more towards like pop punk or like punk rock. Like MXPX, I think is more like traditional punk, punk, where it's like rougher I don't, i've never really got into like yeah. the rougher punk um like ramones and stuff like that like classic punk i never really got into that very rancid. like yeah, yeah whatever whoever that is yeah you know you know what rancid is that's like one of the <laughs> they're, they're, yeah they're, they're, like they're, the OG. they're, they're, they're og they're og i'm not allowed in the music podcast <laughs> <laughs> time mom no okay well um you know obviously there's clearly we could fill some time on yeah. this on this topic so uh, so you guys, if you want to hear more about our musical predilections, you can uh, look forward to that. Um, okay, free will, the free will topic. Let's uh, let's get into it. Um, so, I mean, probably doesn't need to be defined, but you know, they're just to level set what we're talking about here. We kind of have two traditionally in philosophy. There's kind of two um, overarching viewpoints that have kind of taken polar positions um one the idea of determinism which means that is kind of everything you've ever heard about fate predestination that you know whether it's due to god or due to some other force uh destiny or whatever that everything that has happened is happening and will happen was already planned and couldn't have ever happened any other way and uh you you know we're just basically actors playing out a role on a cosmic scale and that though we feel like we're making choices um 
those choices are actually just illusions. We feel like they're choices, but really they are not. That they, they that everything that happens couldn't have happened any other way than it ever has. Uh, and same is true going forward. Uh, the other side of that is more obvious, like free will, like that when I decide tonight whether we're going to go to Chicken Shack or Chicken Slims, um, you know, that choice comes down to me and the future is unwritten until I make the decision. Um, so, you know, I think, w- 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 quick question to start. Do you think that if we polled all of humanity, do you think, and well, maybe that's not fair because there's like cultural let, differences. Yes. Let, let's, unknown. let's take America just since that's where we are. We pulled, we pulled everybody in America. What percentage do you think is believes in free will? Van just ballpark. You know, if you, if you had to guess, like, what, how many people do you think believe in free will versus predestination? If they had to pick one or the other. If they had to pick, because a lot of people jump back and forth, and I'm sure we'll talk sure. about that. Or um, just are like, I don't know, I don't care. I, I don't think, think if, I think if they had a gun to their head and they had to pick, I would say somewhere around 90% believe in free will. What do you think, Shai? I would say between 80 to 90%. I think it's a, you have the it's, answer? It's a weird... So we're no, I didn't. I, I, well, I don't know. Is there polling on that? I mean, I guess I'm sure there is. I'm gonna check people. Okay. People do see, polls see for everything. I guess see see what you can find. But uh, well, that's interesting because I am also would would have guessed eighty to ninety percent would believe would say they believe in free will. I think they're like really in their heart of hearts believe in free will. Like I think most people there's a little bit of a nihilistic element to determinate uh, determinism, right? That mm-hmm. like. If everything's faded and your choices don't matter, what what are we even doing here, right? right so credit credit to David, and I apologize for bastardizing the name. Was Nisky Robert Duschlander and John Doyle Haynes for the <laughs> You really <laughs> butchered his last name. Duschlander? Well, I mean, There's it's no like, like Deutschland, Deutschlander. Sorry, oh, Deutschlander. that's much better. <laughs> Hailing from the Duschland. <laughs> <laughs> Zoolander three, Douchelander. <laughs> anyway, they had a journal entry where they did did some polling, okay. Okay. and their their results were dang it, I just lost it. It's actually in line with with uh, what we thought for some reason. Nice, which is pretty interesting. Um, somewhere around eighty three percent is what I saw. Let's see here. Dualism. Okay. Uh, with the beliefs according to three. Okay. In the U.S., majority did believe in free will. Eighty-two point three percent. Okay. Nice. There you go. All right. So that's cool. But sorry, before... Slender. <laughs> Our apologies. <laughs> <laughs> um. But so, what do you guys think? What I mean, are you along with the average Americans, or do you have a different viewpoint? I know Van's been chomping at the bit to talk about why me only having a hundred guesses sometimes constitutes a lack of free will. So let's just get into it. Let's just get into it, Van. Let's hear it. What do you got? What do you believe? What do you believe? And like, if you're going to espouse somebody else's viewpoint, let's save that for later. But I want to know what you personally believe in your heart of hearts. Hmm. If you're not ready um, for that, we can come back to you. Yeah, I okay. So I so we have to have a different definition of free will for me to express what I genuinely okay. believe. Let's lay it um, out. Go ahead. I believe, and and see, I mean everything's a a derivative of somebody else's view, right? But I'm not going to quote their of, view of in course. my in no, my no, answer. Of course, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. But I I believe we have free choice. Right. You were talking about dinner, right? Going to KFC or going to Popeye's. I believe we have free yeah. choice. I don't necessarily believe yeah. we have, I know that's not what you said, but those things like similar thing. You choose between what dinner you want to eat tonight, right? I could choose yep. between what drink I want in the fridge. Yeah. Yep. But as far as like a hundred percent undirected free will, I do not believe that exists. But I also don't believe there's a higher power pulling the strings to getting you one player another another so you believe let me see if i understand this right you believe that you have some wiggle room of choice but in a general 
like kind of like you're maybe like in the analogy of a river where you can paddle a little bit and avoid yeah, rocks that's and a stuff good in the river, but you can't get out of the river. You're that's going where the river is. Yes. Okay, so what's yeah. what is the river then? If it's especially yeah. if it's not God, what what is it and what is the purpose? Like why why and and your mind, your thoughts, and I gotta explain that more. So. Like your personality is that what you mean? <clears throat> A personality could be part of it, yeah. So basically, all these things that I I don't have the I don't have the free will to change who I am, right? So one example of okay. me not having free okay, will. Sure is the fact that I can't, I can't like, um, I don't like mango. I can't like mango, no matter what I do, I cannot like mango, right? So there is some, so I don't have the free will to like mango. That's mm -hmm. a very simple thing you think you should have. And I don't based on my personality, taste Good buds, point. my mind's perception yeah. of mango, something like that. Yeah. So I don't have that free will there. So that, so your, your river analogy was actually pretty good, but mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I was but, say, but that's kind of like the foundation of, of my beliefs. Let me run something by you and see if you agree with this. Because I heard someone the other day say, make the comment he was a dad. And he said that when his when his children were born, pretty quickly he knew he could tell their personalities. And like as they grow up, like, you know, like he wasn't talking about free will particularly. But like we think uh, he like there's so much emphasis in our culture, I think, in like development and like change and growth. Yeah. But like he's like, I yeah. can look at my kids like early on and pretty much look at them now and be like, yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah, that's yeah. Frank. He's been the same. So like yeah, almost like that I, idea that like when you're born, like your genetics, everything's like you, you're you then. And then like, like you said, you can't really, there's things you can't yes. change. You're just kind of. Yes. That's 100% in line with, with my, with my thinking and experience as well. Um, yeah. There even, there's been studies that go so far into your genome to state like even what college you go to is infinitely less important than the genes you're already born with and in you being a successful individual or not, right? You don't have to go to the best college necessarily. And they do these studies on, you know, twins or whatnot that have the same genome. One goes to college, the other one doesn't. But then like you do like these post-adulthood tests and like they're pretty matched as far as successful lives and all those kind of things that we could measure, you know, money and things like that. So it's it's pretty interesting. But yeah, that, that exact thing is kind of where I, I feel like we're pigeonholed into not a true, genuine, one hundred percent liberal free will. All right, that's surprisingly not that far off from what I believe. <clears throat> Mine goes a little bit different way, but there's definitely some echoes there. So that's, I did not expect that. That's interesting. Uh, what about you, Shy? Let's go to you next, though. What's your what kind of uh, free will versus predestination? beliefs do you carry with you? Yeah, I mean, I think I was exposed to kind of that idea recently. That kind of idea, like almost of like psychological de determinism or like developmental determinism. I had never really thought of that mm -hmm. before. So I find that very intriguing and I don't, I don't not believe that it doesn't play a part in our lives. I, 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 I don't believe in, I, I would, I would say I agree with you guys. I don't believe in hundred percent free will. Um, I believe maybe in a little bit less free will than you guys do, because I, I do coming from a biblical perspective, believe in a higher power that is, <clears throat> that does step in and make, changes to people's behavior and like and the bible talks about this and i don't know if this would be the time to get into that or if that's later but like i mean there's no, you know there's specific it. so i mean like i think like one of the more like poster child um passages from the bible that covers this is when moses uh came to egypt to rescue the hebrews from slavery there's multiple times that he you know there's the 10 plagues that he brings upon egypt to demonstrate god's power and to convince pharaoh to release the hebrews and there's several times after those plagues especially some of the more obvious ones where it says and god hardened pharaoh's heart and so there's this statement yeah. of god actually affecting someone's thought process their emotions whatever in order and and the <clears throat> the interpretation is that in order that his power could be shown to a greater degree to ancient civilizations to the hebrew people you know, he's about to bring them out into the wilderness and he needs to make sure they can trust him and so he's really really demonstrating his power um for them to see and so i think that's an example i think uh, like along the same lines talking about um christianity there's a whole discussion even in christianity of free will versus um like you mentioned or predestination um this becomes a big conversation um with the idea that um there, there are opposing views as to whether god chooses those he is he wants to save 
or whether humans can actually choose God. And that's a whole theological discussion, whether we even have the ability to choose to follow God or if he has chosen us from the beginning. And, and you know, we, you know, we just go into that. So, yeah. So you believe then, similar, I guess, to Van in a way, you believe that there's some choice that you have. You have some free will, but ultimately there's a higher power that could step in and alter things. Yeah, I don't I don't think that, like, uh, I think, and this is where it gets weird, like, I think that, like, yeah. I don't think that if I choose to drink, take a drink of water right now that, like, God decided that i would do that i was like no 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 not soda um, have the water tonight. but i think well i'm even just like reach and take a sip in the moment i think but i think that there are there are either things in my life that maybe god i don't yeah i don't know i don't know as far as like the minutiae um i do think but do you I, think it, you think at like higher levels like as far as like life-changing decisions I think sometimes I think I think I think to maybe to a certain extent I think to a certain extent also I think specifically that conversation of whether like when it comes to like making a decision whether you're going to follow like like follow God or not I think that more recently that has become a a bigger discussion in my mind whereas before when I was younger I've been like no like like we as people choose I think that less and less I I feel that way Um, I will say too like I do I, I also would say that God is outside of time. And so, like, I, I would say that he knows everything that is going to happen. and But that doesn't take away, like, our free choices either. And so, like, he might know everything I'm going to do, even to the smallest minutia. But that doesn't mean that I, I can't choose to do that. And I may be – I think that that often in, in Christian circles, when you talk about free will, that gets brought in a lot of times. It's like, well, if, if people have free will, then God's not all-knowing because that's, like, an attribute of God. But, I mean, I don't think that they are – it, you know, I don't think free choice and omniscience are in conflict. Mutually exclusive. <clears throat> yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Um, I, to get into my, I've kind of been refining this one over some time. I've given it a lot of thought. And I think um, that there's, going back to what I said earlier, you have to have a bit of a pragmatic outlook at life, even if you don't believe um in free will necessarily um you know but but i believe that zero percent coming through as a coming through as a zero is the amount of free will that we have actually i believe um in true 100 percent predestination not um at the hands of of god or a god or a pantheon of gods not because of any like cosmic destiny like karma or or fate or anything like that but uh simply through the repercussions of cause and effect um at a level that we cannot perhaps perceive um and so this gets a little bit into what van was talking about about your your personality but the way i look at it is that every choice that everybody makes that's ever made is made due to a variety of factors Right. And so when we think about choice, right, we think about like, okay, let's get back to the dinner discussion. Van is trying to decide tonight between KFC and Popeyes. To me, that's not even a choice. You always go Popeyes 100% of the time, but, you know, teach their own. Um, right. He's up in the air, KFC and Popeyes. He doesn't, oh boy, he could really, he just feels like his soul is split. He doesn't know what he wants, but he decides to go with KFC. We're going KFC tonight. All right. We're going. We, we feel because in the moment we're so conflicted that like really that was a toss of a coin. It was really randomness perhaps that decided that in the end. That given that moment over and over again, I could have chosen differently. But I don't believe that's true. I believe that even, even no matter how tight of a, a call it was for you, there's a reason you made the choice you did. And if you're given that exact same circumstance and nothing is different, you will always make that choice 100% of the time because you did make that choice. And so if you're in the exact same circumstance and nothing changes, there's no reason that you would go a different way. Um, The problem with this is that a lot of times the reason we make these choices are subconscious, right? It's because like, we don't know, you know, maybe. And so on a different day in a different set of circumstances, we might make a different choice, but 
all of our choices are based on either something in our personality, something in our genetics, perhaps something in just the way we're feeling, you know, the, you know, the temperature of the room we're in may make one thing sound more appealing than the other in that moment. But there's always, there's all these causes that are causing us to make these choices. And so because of that, I feel like every decision that's ever been made has been made because of cause and effect down the line. And what I got, what I was getting into earlier was that from a pragmatic standpoint, we have to remember that like, just cause that's true. Like that's not a reason to like lose hope or whatever, you know, or feel like you don't have any power. Like choices, whether, whether choice is an illusion or not, like you still have to take accountability for yourself. Like that's the way the world has success. And so I, I don't want to give the wrong message here. Um, to, but, uh, but I truly believe that there's, there's a reason that everything happens and it's not like a weird cosmic reason. It's just because like, if you could see all the inputs, all the stimuli inputs to every decision that's ever been made, it's like a calculation basically. And you could, if, if we had all the data, we could a hundred percent predict every choice that any person makes. If we had all the factors, like we could tally that up and see, Oh, of course he's going to do this. And here's why we just don't have access to that data currently as as, as a species. What do you guys think of that? I, I mean, I blow I, your mind. I agree with it. <laughs> so I've heard that same exact, um, that same exact uh, viewpoint. Um, so I'm familiar with it and, okay. and it is, it is a very, very strong one. And it's one that I, I certainly um, could agree with. I was going to say, uh, almost, well, it was completely. surprisingly close to, to what you were saying. Like yeah. when you, when you espoused yeah. yours, I was like, Oh, okay. That's, that's, Kind of the same idea, really. When you get right. right down to it, mine's maybe a little bit harder, a little bit. Yeah, and the, and, focused, and you're taking but... external factors, which are true factors, right. into decision making. And yes. like you mentioned, temperature, absolutely, that can that can certainly be a, a reason why you would choose one one thing or another. And that's like not even a, a percentile of of the decision making factors. So right. absolutely, external, yeah. internal, everything. Um, what happened a month ago could could have been one of those factors. Any absolutely. anything, any yeah. any 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 amount of yeah. information or data or experience is a factor yeah. conscious it, or something in fact i would say I memory is, is probably the most the strongest factor right like yeah. so much of what we do is because of how our previous experience leads to it you know like, i mean whether i go to a place tonight for dinner is a lot in, based on how good it's been in the past or how yeah. good the other places that I, that I have as options have been in the past yeah. and, and or even you know, your most fe- recent memory of it yeah right? yeah exactly yeah. Fe- you know fear of <clears throat> disappointment or hope that it's going to be delicious well, what, about, what about marketing? Yeah. Like the culture we live in where like oh. we're constantly being sold stuff or constantly being influenced, whether it's through social media or through television. Like, And that's, uh. that's where it gets a little nefarious, right? Because I believe that has a huge impact on a lot of people's decision-making mm-hmm. a lot of times in ways that they don't even realize, that they don't even acknowledge. As I said, very subliminal, subconscious stuff that like, and sometimes it's not even subliminal and subconscious. Like, there's times when I'm listening to a podcast and they're either talking about pizza or there's an ad for pizza or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, that sounds really good. We should have pizza tonight. Like, like that's pretty blatant. Like in your face, like think about how many things that you see. Like, I mean, that's the whole idea behind like movie branding, right? Like the idea of like where, where corporations pay a lot of money to just have, you know, a Coke sign in the background of mm-hmm. a scene in a movie where like, you're not even looking at it. They're not even, directly marketing it to you but just like having it there in the back having somebody drinking or using a certain product like influences you in ways that you don't realize and then impacts your decisions and then you know sometimes even in bad you know good ways and bad ways like sometimes you're tired of seeing something everywhere and so it sours you on something like sometimes in ways they don't watching a magician he was talking about how mind manipulation is a huge part in pulling off illusions which i mean it sounds obvious um, but the example he gave was he had a group of 30 people in front of this scene. They thought they were watching a movie set that was about to begin. And they had a car come in and and, and um, ended up impacting the other car and then drove off. And then a police officer came by and said, hey, this wasn't part of the movie set. This was a legitimate, like, like you know, um, hit and run. I need to talk to you separately and figure out what's going on. They separated 15 people on one side, 15 people on the other side. And the cop only asked one, one, one question, and it was, how fast was the vehicle going when he rammed into the other one? How fast was the vehicle going when he bumped into the other one? When he asked how fast was he going when he bumped, they ultimately said like 10 on a scale of like 10 to 50% slower 
Then the right. other half of the people that he asked, how fast was he going when he rammed into the car? Right. Just and it's using just a, a different simple word. verbiage, a simple word changed the consistent response from both groups dramatically. And it's like, damn, you start talking about witness um, tampering and stuff like that. Like this, cool. there's no way you can ever charge anybody for asking a question like that. But it's real, like witness influence with police officers or whatnot, like just asking a question one way or another just absolutely influences people's answer. And I was like, that's that's fascinating. Like, I can't even trust any question that people ask me anymore because it's going to influence my response. Like, it's, it's well, ridiculous. I, I think that really gets interesting. Like, I don't watch a lot of courtroom dramas, but like you, like from what I know, like there's a lot of like, you know, like terms like leading the witness and things like that, conjecture. Yeah. And like, that's, you know, they've had to hone that stuff to a science because you can do so much manipulation when people's lives are on the line. It it's funny because I, it's something I've noticed lately that they never used to do this, but you know, I, I watch a lot of like post game interviews and, and, mm -hmm. and stuff with, with uh, hockey and like in before they would just ask, you know, what'd you think of the nice game coach or whatever. But like now they really like lead their questions. It's like, how excited were you to see your team perform yeah. like this? And it's just like, it's like, don't tell him how excited he is. Like right. let him tell up. Like I always kind of sets me like, puts me off a little bit and like yeah i think it is a lot of like what you're saying is like they've probably found that by inserting some of those words into their question they get more of the kind of response that they're looking for and not like just bland answers to these questions yeah. right so interesting stuff for sure yeah exactly and so so take those two groups for example and this will tie right back to to free will or if you will take those two groups <clears throat> they both think 100 percent or i can't imagine or i would imagine they both think 100 percent that they can choose any number they want they could choose any number they want as far as speed goes right from that car that impacted it and yet this one consistently chose lesser and this one consistently chose higher but both groups i guarantee you felt 100 percent that they can choose any number they want and yet they were influenced externally right, right. yeah yeah i mean that well, i mean that goes this is getting a little bit far afield, but it reminds me a little bit of 1984. If anybody's read that, which I hope you have, if you haven't, you should. Um, Certainly a, a book that relevant, you're familiar with right now. Yeah. Applicable, applicable in many ways. Yes. To our current society. But one of the things I always found very fascinating about that book is that one of the aims of the party who was trying to basically keep people under control was to actually trim down the number of words in the language to like the bare minimum to like make it impossible. Like the goal was to make it impossible to even express the idea of anything that they did not want you to be able to express, um, which it kind of ties into that. Like it, when you think about how, like how powerful words actually are. And um, it's not something I think you, people think about that much, but yeah, read yeah, 1984. So, Do you want a book recommendation for me? Um, go ahead. I mean, I, and I think that's just completely the ex example I gave. And of course, it's it's a single data point, but that example completely supports your theory that it's your responses or your answers, your choices are a, are a, a byproduct of your experience of your um your, your environment, right? And in that case, yeah, they were in the environment where, the, where yep. the cop said something and the other one said something else. Yep. All right. Any other? So, do we want to get into any other? I, I, maybe this gets back to vans, and maybe you've already kind of gotten into it here. But um, is there any other kind of philosophical viewpoints that, whether you, maybe you don't particularly believe in it, but that you want to talk about, that maybe kind of intersects here with where we're going? I, I'd actually like to hear more about Shy's, um. I guess what, what you were saying, how God can interfere or, or not interfere, but can, can direct intervene. or guide yeah. a, a decision. Yeah. Intervene. Um, and, and then you had mentioned that, you know, like, Oh, I don't, I don't think God's telling me to take the sip of water. Right. That's probably like neuron synapses and stuff saying your body's just telling you you're thirsty or whatnot. Um, and I feel like, so I, I get credit to, to Smiley's theory, right. Which, which I, I admittedly mostly align to, but that doesn't mean that yours can't exist either, right? Because that was a small snapshot on what there's what. So going back to the car accident, like why would God intervene and, and give them the number that it's supposed to be? That's a nuance thing, right? So yeah. although he can, so 
I, I just think it's interesting that both of those it doesn't disprove one or the other yeah i don't think so can exist in that universe i don't think that one is dependent on the other either though so they can be like you said they're not mutually exclusive but they don't have to they're also not exclusive um um yeah i think i mean i think the foundation of the christian belief would be the idea that god kind of has like when he created when he when he created existence at the beginning outside of himself that he had a plan going forward and so like the bible is a portion of that plan um you know at the end it gets into apocalyptic literature which gets kind of funky and maybe not literal um so we don't maybe know exactly what like we kind of know what the end plan end of the plan is but there's you know i mean like it's talks about a history you know talks through a lot of history as far as the old testament and new testament but then at the end it's like and then this is like the end but there's all this unknown but the idea that god kind of had a plan and he directed history throughout so like i mentioned with moses i think like i mentioned with like what i mentioned but like the flood would be a good example of that like you know the flood would be an example of god moving the world and creation in a certain direction like white like a clean slate on the earth and starting fresh um and so just there being situations where like whether through miracles or through influencing people's decisions he is he's directing a plan to a final point and and that no matter you know whether you believe in free will or determinism um or determinism out you know determinism outside of of sovereign determinism that that though that 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 free will and and non-sovereign determinism can't ultimately overrule god's sovereignty in accomplishing his plan I think that's the, that would be the ultimate but and yet on the flip side I, just, I feel like in my mind whether or not god could be influencing every little decision we make at every second of the day um that just seems i don't know that seems unnecessary to me uh, yeah why mind. would he have created people at that, at that exactly point? and that's like, the whole yeah i mean yeah and it, I'm, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's weird because I think I, I I understand where Smiley's come from. I don't disagree with that either. I think that it's weird to think of what we view as maybe a free choice as being determined by something else, because we don't make the we don't consciously make that choice taking in those deterministic viewpoints. So whether or not it was determined, you know what I mean? Like I think you get into some really gray areas there where it's not like you're not taking all that into account. You're you are in your mind saying, well pizza or chick-fil-a well let's see chick-fil-a like it just sounds good you know like i want with let's we did or we did pizza yesterday which that might be more of a deterministic decision because you're basing it off a previous choice right there but like you know you're making it as as a free choice in your mind um so there's even that idea of like maybe perception of of free will versus determinism that uh that can play a part well and so that kind of brings me to the next conversation i want to have which is so like i agree that you know, I don't believe that our choices are really have anything to do, not anything to do. Like we obviously have some input on it, like, but like the reasons, the reasons that we think the way we do are a product of a lot of different factors. I've already gone over that, but like, there is still that perception. Like it still feels like you're making a choice. It still feels like, like, even if I truly am a slave to like the the many factors that go into it, I don't feel confined. I feel like if I want to, get up and leave this podcast right now i could do that and maybe i will just prove a point and even though that would be a factor you, you know what i mean like it doesn't change the fact that it was predestined but it doesn't feel predestined to me so but what if it did right what if we lost that perception so like what if it was demonstrated to you what if what if you know the next prophet of god comes down you know jesus comes back and says yo i hate the, to break the girl from the matrix trinity just have her no, okay. the freaking pro- the oracle. Oh, the oracle. Oh, the oracle. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Okay. All right. Well, all right. You don't yeah, want to use yeah, Jesus let's, let's the resurrection? Down. We'll go to the Matrix instead. All right, fine. So, well, I don't want to be blasphemous. I got to go to church Sunday. <laughs> blasphemous talk about the experiment. resurrection it's of Christ. It's a thought experiment. That is, that is like that's the, the tenet of, of Christianity. I mean, I mean right. Right. God's coming back. Jesus is coming back. That might be a bad example because theoret- that's supposedly the end of all time. That's not really like the next prophet or maybe not the end of all time. But that's like, yeah. Regardless. All right. We'll, we'll. We'll keep it a little more PC. We'll go with we'll go with the the end of time. (laughs) That'd be a good one. That would be a very good one. Um, All right, so let's say exactly right. Let let's say uh, an oracle tell you know is is able to come out comes out says listen, here's the thing. 
Choice is an illusion, all right? And I can prove it to you. I'm going to tell you guys whatever you want to know. I'll tell you about the future. And you can do whatever you want to try to prevent it, but you'll see that it'll come true. And, you know, let's say that we'll get past that. We'll come back to that itself, but what? how would that change? Like, you know, as a, again, as a thought experiment, a good, good usage there. Like, how do you think that would change how your day-to-day life went if it could be proven to you that, like, really, you don't have any choice whatsoever. Like, everything that happens can only happen one way. To down to the de- the, the tiniest detail, not at a high level, but that, like, you know, listen, at, at 7.22 tonight, you're going to take a drink of water. And it doesn't matter what you do, you're going you're gonna to take a drink of water. Like, it's going to happen. And no matter how hard you fight against it, it ends up happening. Like, how would that affect the way you live your life? if you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that fate was fate. So I don't, I wouldn't want to believe that at all. Right. And I don't know, I can't explain why I wouldn't want to believe it. I think maybe because. Makes you feel powerless. Like, well, makes you feel like your life is meaningless. There's there's nothing. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's nothing right. Like life is a series of experiences and, and learnings and whatnot. and, And yeah, you'll still, have those things but it's less meaningful in a way i wouldn't want to believe that at all but here's the kicker i think that's probably more true than it's not and the reason being is so the future is unwritten sort of and if we agree that everything that smiley says is true right about the series of factors and data points and if we have a strong enough computer to take a snapshot of this exact moment in time we know exactly what we're going to do at that time well, if you had that same data and if those things do exist, you can literally play that tape forward on how everything else is going to happen. And by that point, predict with 100% minuscule accuracy what the future is. So technically it hasn't happened yet, but it certainly could be mapped out in a supercomputer of some sort and therefore would be the exact thing that you're talking about. So instead of an Oracle, it's a computer doing the computation. And I think that's actually more realistic than not. And so, so here's yeah. here, here's where I will here's here's kind of the the paradox of it, right? I 100% agree with that, right? The problem is that like here's where people say here's how I can prove it's not true because I just wouldn't do it, right? I would I would put myself in a situation where I could make it impossible. And the the reason that would work is because if you found out about, you know, if somebody tells you tomorrow this is going to happen to you and you don't want it to that's changed those inputs right now you have to recalculate you have to recalculate knowing the effect that that knowledge would have on your decision making and so now the old like if like let's say van you go into a room with this computer right you could plot my choices and my actions with 100 percent accuracy as long as i never knew but the minute you tell me what I'm going to do, that changes all the calculations. Now all your calculations are wrong because new data has been input that wasn't there before. So this is what's really going to bake your bagels, right? <laughs> this is where you were going. <laughs> what if, what if, so the computer would know that I would have had that intent ahead of time, right? And then that computer would have predicted that I would have told you, thus predicting your actions in my so, opinion. Right, so it could... So you have to kind of go back and forth, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's almost it's almost like um, reverse psychology in a way, right? Like trying to like it's like <laughs> I know you know that I'm going to tell you, so because you know that I I, I knew to tell you this, so I knew that's what you do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with two poison cups. Yeah, yeah, very interesting stuff. Guys are what do you think? Sean? Guys, guys are getting into it. Yeah. Um, no, I think that. <laughs> I had a couple thoughts during that conversation. Um, I think that the actions of other people make the computation machine extremely difficult because you can, it's easy to say that one person maybe is determined by all these factors or whatever. But when you take 6 billion people interacting with each other and all of their factors and everything they're going through and how every single thing that happens to them then affects another person that you take in the temperature random temperature and something else like i mean for one thing i don't think there's ever a supercomputer powerful enough to like calculate that um it's just like like the calculations are just are just absurd um and i think that's really where maybe 
you could maybe start making an argument for free will and the fact that there are just so many factors out there that are that are constantly potentially you know interacting with each other that as far as like predicting the future that would be impossible not that the decisions you want make aren't you make aren't the decisions you would make but that but future predictions are are just mathematically impossible um so, so this is this is where i was getting to interrupt you just real quick this is where i was getting into that pragmatic part of it where that like even though i don't believe in yeah. well i don't think it matters it's it's just like with a computer right like you you guys are i, I assume are aware that like a computer cannot truly generate a random number yeah right right it like it doesn't have a way it has it has to be coded it's not really random but because it's done uh, the exact same idea right the computation is done with at such a rate that as people we can't we can't back into it we can't predict it it is it, it might as well be random to us yeah. even though it's really not and that's how i believe our free will is like our our will is actually free, might as well be free will because we can't ever as you said there's far too many inputs and then when you multiply that by every person who is also interacting and, and compounding that like there's no way you would ever be able to to get to that and so you do it's, it's the way you you have free will the same way you have random numbers on a computer you do but like technically you don't but it doesn't matter all right. That's how I feel about it. So sorry. Let uh, me jump back into it because there were two other, yes. two other thoughts I had. Two other thoughts I had. I want to answer first of all answer your question of how would that affect your view if you knew yes, that you were gonna, if something was going to happen. I think the idea. I first of all want to say that obviously I think we've all said that to a certain extent we feel like our decisions are dictated by something, and yet I think we don't go through life. I mean, I think Van said I think you guys have both spoken to us, but we don't think we don't go through life thinking that way. So obviously I think that to a certain extent it, it, it's easy to live your life with that kind of underlying knowledge and not let it affect your viewpoint of life like as far as like positive negative um too bad i think that if let's say someone were to come in and like make a prophecy and it was like let's say it was someone like the oracle or someone like a biblical prophet or someone that you knew had accurate been accurate in the past like multiple times to a very precise degree i think how would in my opinion how it would affect my opinions would be based on the prophecy i think like if their prophecy was you know a week from now you're gonna be dead and i and it was like oh i'm gonna be dead in a week from now like you know, that would affect how I lived. And that might, that might, I might get depressed by that. I might, you know, feel an urgency to do certain things in my life, you know, or like, if like, they were like, in a week, you're going to meet the woman of your dreams. Like all of a sudden I might be like, my anticipation might be like off the charts and my excitement, you know, I might be like a new spring in my step. Like, like, I think that you're like, you can be affected by, by, by something like that. Now, I think the last thing I wanted to mention was you guys made this comment about like the future computations, like setting yourself in a situation where you can't fulfill something, you know, you're going to drink, let's say you're going to drink a water piece, a cup of water. I'm going to lock myself in a room without that. I think that as a fan of films and stories, I think that one thing coming back to the actions of others again, like not even having to say the computer has to then factor in the prophetic you know, knowledge or whatever. And then like, and then recalculate, but I think where a lot of movies, I think of like the Final Destination movies um, as a great example of this. Not that those are like classics by any means, um, but like many times, like in those films, like there's these teenagers who are like they're getting killed off, and like well, I'm gonna put myself in a situation where like I can't be hurt at all, and then it's like something still happens like whether the room falls apart or like the actions of others let's say like you lock yourself in a room and your like your best friend shows up all of a sudden it was a key to your apartment with a cup of water because like they, they like thought oh they must be really thirsty or something i just had this feeling that they must really drink water and then like in your panic to like get away from the water you trip and the water falls and you end up like drinking water like you know what i mean like there's just so many like like variables that like i don't even think that like the like i think even going into this like back and forth paradox of the computer having to constantly recalculate i think is nonsense just because like like i said earlier like other humans bring so much variable and so much randomness potentially into the into <clears> the <throat> equation when you start trying to calculate that kind of timeline i don't know i don't know if any of that made sense but those were my thoughts no i think it did that was funny i, <clears throat> I was i was gonna say the but for smiley to be right you only have to break it once right you don't have to consistently break it so like your example of the guy showing up with water like say smiley sequesters himself a hundred times all he needs is one time for that person not to show up with water for him to be not deterministic right based on the computer's algorithm but that's based on 100 so, prophecies that he's gonna drink a water yeah i mean you're right like every time yeah, for every right. every time you're to told something yeah exactly yeah yep. yeah so if you're if this if this idea is interesting to you and you'd like to read like a fantasy story that kind of takes that into place 
uh, I wanted to plug a, a book series that I really loved um, called the Lycanus Trilogy, which is by James Islington. And um, it's a fantasy series, and it's so there's a lot of like a little bit of time travel. There's a lot of like prophecy and and stuff like that. But it's a, it really kind of takes that idea, this this very question, and, and kind of explores it. It's you know some of the characters are like basically gods, like they live very very long lives, and it's proven to them. Like like this guy comes and basically proves fate to them. He says like, listen, I'm going to tell you this is going to happen and you have like a hundred years like figure it out like you can do whatever you want like there's no way that this won't happen to you and then they he like proves it time and time again until they are like okay like i can't i can't disprove this i've tried over and over to prove like basically what you're saying like you keep giving me these prophecies and i keep doing everything in my power as like basically a god to prevent this and it still happens and so I have to I have to acknowledge that you're right and I have to believe you. And so, like, that's kind of a little bit of the foundation of, of this book. And it's super interesting as, as well as books that's really enjoyable to read. If you like thinking about time travel and and fate and 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 uh, destiny and things like that. So I highly recommend it. it's really, really worth worth your time. It's a trilogy. It's it's good stuff. So <clears throat> as a. You mentioned time travel. I think as a closing thought, I think an interesting future podcast episode that would like I think tie in with this really well is the idea of time travel. I think that yeah. one area where time travel breaks down is that idea of like maybe the determinism of time and like once something has happened, could it be done differently? Like or is it like, you know, has it just happened and you know, in a lot timeline? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. We could probably fill an hour on time travel, I expect. <laughs> the time travel paradox <laughs> in itself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my closing thought, yeah, please, and and then the two of you, um, uh, yes or no. So it sounds like shy, in in the way, and I'm talking about free will in the way that it is most commonly perceived, as in you are responsible and you can make any any choice you want throughout the rest of your life, and and ultimately where you end up is based off of your choices or whatnot, right? Can we kind of like a loose example of free will? And then the follow up question to that is, Smiley, you don't believe in that. Shy, you don't believe in that. I, I don't believe in that. Is that correct for the, the two of you? So it sounds like that none of us believe in the generic definition of free will. No, I disagree. I, I 100% believe that for all practical purposes, we have 100% free will. All of our choices are, at, you know, we make them. Like the reasons we make them, you know, you could argue that maybe we don't have full accountability. But I think, like I said, I feel like those those inputs are too varied and minute for us to be able to truly track and so the only way to live your life is to assume that you have full control of yourself and take responsibility for everything you do so i know that's sounds very different from where i started it does and that um, that could lead into a whole different podcast or a whole different a a much longer conversation than we have yeah yeah to be be clear i i believe in personal accountability this is a great great closing question i i agree with that as well and i think that in my the way i would view it from like a like a divine aspect is that i think that when god does act like maybe to when he does act to affect people's decisions like i think historically he's never like it's not been shown or it's not written about that he's done that in a way that has been contrary to how that person maybe would have acted in other situations maybe just in that situation specifically he nudged or urged or or you know directed and so i think that we we all are responsible for the actions we make yep and that's how you feel as well van or you feel completely absolved of all consequences because you're truly not responsible yeah um yeah i i i it's it sucks i feel like well, I, I think it's going to align mostly with what you're saying, Smith. I feel like uh, free choice is is actually there, right? To pull the trigger or not, to rob the bank or not. Um, but I think ultimately, I never had that choice in the first place. Hmm. But I do think people should still be held responsible for their own actions. So <laughs> I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but that's the best I can do. Sometimes that's the best you can do. All right, well, if you, our fair listener, have a, you know, a... Uh, uh, I've 
blanking on the word opinion on whether you know we're right are we wrong are we both right and wrong simultaneously because we're saying two different things we'd love to hear about it we'd love to hear your opinions on fate free will determinism you know whether it's religious whether it's not um troubles the line we're on twitter at focus target po- uh, at focus target we're on youtube focus target podcast we have an email account focus target podcast at gmail.com and uh of course we're streaming live on twitch.tv backslash focus target podcast so Episode 90, Focus Target Podcast. Thank you all for being here. I am your host, Smiley. This is Shy. And I'm Ben. As always, cover us, Porkins. We're out.